Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? What do you mean? Um... Did Caesar live here? Um, no. I didn't think so. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert, Rico with you. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline and the Sutter Heyman Text Line. Both with the are both available to you guys. Let's go to the Aloe VIP line, though. VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with a local heart. And we're joined by our good friend Steve Marek of Inside Nebraska. Steve, uh, we have to ask your your first thoughts on Aliyah Drinkowitz here, the head coach of the Missouri Tigers. Because we were talking about him uh, for for a good chunk of that last segment for, for no reason at all, for whatever reason. So, what are your thoughts on the Missouri head coach? Yeah, so he obviously he's coming off um, a really good season, ten and two yep. in the SEC. Um, I mean, he's like for me personally, I like a little a little spunk, a little pizzazz <laughs> with your head coach and Elia Drinkwitz. That's exactly who he is. He's not not afraid to say something in front of a microphone that's going to raise some eyebrows. He's not afraid to be funny. He's not afraid to uh, whip out his phone and be a troll on social media, just like Lane Kiffin is. Everybody likes Lane Kiffin. Well, Eliah Drinkwitz kind of does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm a huge, uh, Eliah Drinkwitz fan. Uh, I actually covered Missouri for, for a season a few years ago Whoa. for, for a website and, and had fun, uh, kind of following along with, with the Tigers and watching Eli, Eli kind of, uh, build that roster up to what it is, what it is right now. Um, good enough to go 10 and two in the SEC. And with with some good um, show outs against good teams like LSU and uh, Georgia, so yeah, I mean Eli Drinkwitz, he's he's obviously hot right now in the streets, and he's mm-hmm. doing a lot of good things in recruiting and the transfer portal. Um, you know, Missouri on the come up. Did you see? Uh, uh, did you see him? You just said that you, you you love his trolling and all that. Did you see him today on 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 TV? I think it was on ESPN where he. Uh, was was doing an interview and he goes, oh hold on guys, I gotta I gotta ring uh, right now. Connor Stallings is calling my phone. I gotta go. I gotta when I'm done with this call, I'll let you guys know. But I got I gotta talk to Connor really fast. Yeah, I did I did see that. That's just <laughs> the, the kind of stuff that I really enjoy. And I think like not every head coach is gonna be comfortable enough in his own skin to do that. Mm-hmm. And but Eli definitely is, and so I think that's kind of like a a feather in his cap. It's it's really cool. Well, Steve, let's let's look back here at Nebraska, right? We all know the news yesterday. Uh, Dylan Riola, when it's all said and done, uh, is planning to pick the Huskers, right? And it's been such a roller coaster of a recruitment for Dylan Riola. I mean, it, what should the expectation be? And I, like, I hate using that cliche question of like, oh, what should we expect of Dylan Riola and Nebraska football going forward? But realistically, like, this is one of the best talents Nebraska's ever gotten in the recruiting rankings era. I, I mean, so I, I, I mean, we were looking at the recruiting rankings just uh, a little bit ago. 
And it's like, you're not used to seeing that Nebraska logo so far up there. This is an exciting time to be a Husker fan and it's going to come with unreal expectations. So how does, how do Husker fans stay grounded throughout this entire off season? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And I think it's going to be something that um, I battle with a lot because I think uh, when I look at Dylan Riola, you see the five stars, you see the highlight tape, you see the, the um, deep shot throws that he's that he took and completed mm-hmm. many of uh, at Buford last season, and everybody thinks that it's just going to translate over to a Big Ten football field. And while it's possible, um, is it how unlikely is that? Like I don't know. I think there's going to be some unlikeliness um, happening, but that's just because it, it it's got to be so difficult for a quarterback um, to make that transition, no matter how mm-hmm. good you are in high school, uh, to be able to go on a Big Ten football field and play Big Ten defense, that changes things. But the good thing, I think, uh, with Nebraska, and I wrote about this at Inside Nebraska over at Rivals, everybody should go and check it out. But, um, you know, Dylan Riola is kind of walking into a pretty good situation, if you think about it. So let's let's look at the things that will help Dylan Riola. Um, you, you start with the defense. Tony White's defense brings back a lot of uh, pieces. Um, at all three levels, the D-line, the linebacker group, the DBs. Um, Nebraska, as of right now, I know the transfer portal is crazy and is always going to be a thing, um, and I know it's crazy, but as of right now, I think, you know, you look at what the Nebraska's defense could look like next year, and it looks pretty good. It looks like something that you can lean on, once again, that could help a young young quarterback out. Uh, you look at the offensive line. They bring back a lot of um, key pieces as well. Um with Ben Scott at center and then the two edges at tackle with Teddy Prohaska and mm-hmm. Bryce Benhart. So that's really good as well. You know, you uh, having an older veteran offensive line is really good for a really, a really young uh, quarterback. that's going to be 19 years old when he, when he hits the field uh, this fall. So, you know, there are good, there are good things surrounding Dylan Riola when he, when he gets onto campus. Um, so, you know, when you're talking about expectations and you look at the, the schedule, it looks pretty favorable in the first half, but then it gets pretty tough towards the second half. And, you know, if, if we're expecting Dylan Riley to come in and, and compete for the job and then ultimately win the starting quarterback job, which I think a lot of people here are expecting, that's your first expectation is to win the quarterback job, the starting quarterback job. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, it's, I think there's a lot of pieces around him that look pretty good. And, you know, if you close your eyes and, and imagine how the season is going to go, Hopefully you think um, somebody as seasoned as, as Dylan is, um, how he, his upbringing, um, you know, he's, he's been around football locker, locker rooms his entire life. He's been coached and kind of tutored by NFL quarterbacks in his past. You'd like to think that um, some of that will translate over to the field during his freshman season. And, you know, it goes better at the quarterback position at Nebraska than it did last year. So, you know, when you're talking about expectations, I don't think it's crazy to, to expect a bull run, a bull game, six wins at least um, in, in 2024. That's where I'm at at least. So, Steve, I guess my question for you is, and I I'm you know kind of answered it, are we looking at Dylan Raiola, who is, is you know, when he signs, is going to early enroll, to, to be that starting quarterback when game one comes around? Or, you know, looking at that quarterback room, are we looking at some competition from Chuba or Heinrich? Or is this coaching staff, are they done on the quarterback search or is there a way that they potentially, if something comes around where they see in the portal, a guy who has one year, probably max one year and they bring him in to, to be maybe that bridge for Riola. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know 
if I think that that's going to be the case because, you know, they had their option at that one year uh, rental with Kyle McCord and, um, you know, Kyle wanted to, wanted to start um, from what we were told at, at rivals and, you know, it might not have happened, you know, in 2024. So, um, and, and he left and now he's at Syracuse and he'll be QB one over there uh, with Fran Brown. So um, I, I don't know. I think Nebraska might be set at quarterback uh, with who's in there or who's going to be in there uh, right now with, with him, Chubba Purdy, Heinrich Harburg, and then of course, Daniel Kalen. Um, so uh, I think Nebraska might be set and I think they might be uh, just going the Dylan Raiola route, honestly. So um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just going to be fun and interesting to, to watch play out with everything. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I could be wrong, of course, but I don't see them maybe going after another quarterback and a more veteran uh, one, and, one and done guy. Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska joining us here on the LOVIP line. Steve, uh, on a big picture conversation, uh, a lot of recruits, uh, especially top level recruits, have now chosen different schools. Is this, are, are we starting to see NIL kind of balance things out? Is it just a happen to be, hey, hey, maybe some prospects want to go to some, some lesser schools? Like, what is, in your minds, is this NIL balancing kind of the playing field, if you will, although it's, it's, pure chaos yeah it is chaos but i think nil you know i, I saw the same graphic that uh, or, you know the same the top 10 yeah. overall players are each going to 10 different programs i think that's really good for college football and i think it is kind of like a byproduct of nil and other other like programs around the country just having a little bit of cash that they could throw around it as some highly highly recruited guys and you know i think that's ultimately a good thing for college football it's cool to see other guys other programs across the country um, get these really talented guys and not just have them all go to, you know, the top two or three, four uh, programs in the country. So, yeah, I think NIL uh, for, for as much as, you know, it gets talked about in kind of like a negative way, which, you know, I kind of see, I can, I, I see, but uh, you know, I, I also think that it does some good things. It can be a good thing uh, for college football. And, and I think we saw that with, especially right now, the 2024 class with t those top 10 kids, all going to 10, 10 different programs. So I think that's kind of like a, a cool little thing that NIL did um, have a factor in. Steve, so I'm looking at the, the rival site right now, your guys' site over at Inside Nebraska, the commitment list, right? And and we're going to get so uh, distracted and waiting for Dylan Rayola to sign on the dotted line. Like personally for me, Matt Rule speaks at 1130 and I'm hoping and praying that Dylan signs by that time. So that way Matt Rule can talk a little bit about him tomorrow because if he's not and they don't have the the facts or the, the email or whatever that the document is sent over, um, they're not going to be able to talk about him, obviously, for, for NCAA reasons. But other commitments, right? There's a lot of intriguing names on here. Who sticks out to you outside of the the Carter Nelsons, the Grant Brickses? Who are some of the the little the lesser known, maybe a little lower rated guys that that you're kind of intrigued to see uh, their, their immediate future for, for Nebraska football? Yeah, good question. Um, okay. So there's a, there's an offensive lineman down in Klein, Texas by the name of Gibson pile. I think that guy is going to be a multi-year starter. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know which position, but I'm thinking maybe interior, um, O-line, um, maybe as a guard, I think Gibson pile, um, he's a, he's a three-star, uh, at rivals right now. And, um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I remember watching the highlights when he first committed, um, Jay Foreman and I hopped on a zoom and, and started breaking things down. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's just got that nastiness to him that I think 
Matt Rule and, and especially Donovan Riola really look for on the recruiting trail when they're talking about like line of scrimmage guys, mm-hmm. um, either on offense or defense. Gibson Pyle has been has had my eye for a long time, and he's been he's been uh, um, committed to Nebraska since like early April. So yeah. he's he's been a long time Husker commit, and I'm I'm excited to see uh, what Donovan uh, can really kind of do and, and get out of Gibson Pyle. So that's one. Another is Keelan Smith. Um, he's kind of like a hybrid tight end wide receiver from Liberty, Missouri. Uh, he's obviously a Husker legacy. His dad played here, was really good, played for the Chiefs, I, I believe. Um, yeah, he's, he has a really exciting frame, in my opinion. So he's like 6'3", 200, 205 pounds. Um, he had an excellent, excellent senior season um, at Liberty North High School in Missouri. He's another guy that, you know, is, you know, for a long time, Nebraska, I think, at, on offense has been searching for kind of that big body at, as, as a pass catcher that's not like a true tight end. And Keelan Smith is not a true tight end, but it's going to be interesting to see um, how his, his frame kind of develops throughout the seasons that he's here at Nebraska. I could see him getting up to 6'3", like 215, 220, kind of that hybrid guy who can do a little blocking, a little, a little route running. So that's he's had my eye as well. There's of course Rex Guthrie. Now the uh, interesting thing, or I shouldn't say interesting, but the thing about Rex Guthrie is he's coming off. So he's a, he's a three-star safety commit out of Littleton, Colorado heritage high school in Littleton, Colorado. Uh, He's six foot one, 200 pounds. He's a really, really solid tackler. I talked to his coach um, who has been coaching for 20 years. And he said that Rex is the best tackler that he's ever coached. And you know, when you, when you flip on um, Rex, Rex's highlight tape. I mean, you see it, the kid wraps up in like everything that he does. He just doesn't throw his shoulder into a, into a torso and hope that it works. Like some DBs do this, this guy is downhill coming right at you running through your face. And I really like that about him. However, um, in the second, second game of his senior season, I think over at uh, heritage, he had a really kind of unfortunate and bad injury. He broke his tibia. He broke his fibula. And he dislocated his ankle all on the same all on the same play. Uh, the trainers had to come out on the field and pop that ankle back in right there on the field. So the kid is tough. Um, he is not deterred at all. It is it has motivated him to kind of get in uh, to Nebraska's program in January. He'll be an early enrollee. Um, he's already started sprinting. That this kind of silver lining about Rex's uh, season-ending injury is it happened so long ago, so early in the season in early September. So. He's had a long time to rehab, and, and he's already back sprinting. So I think that's an excellent sign uh, for his development. But Rex Guthrie is another one that I can, you know, after one or two seasons of development, he could be like another Isaac Gifford back there at Rover. Rover is a position that I'm kind of eyeing for Rex Guthrie because I could see him getting up to 210, 215 pounds. He, he already runs a, a 4'4", 4'5", 40-yard dash. So he's got explosion, um, and, and he's one that I think is is a real – when you're talking about hidden gems under the radar, guys, Rex Guthrie is the one. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Steve, uh, one more football question before we talk hoops for a few minutes. Uh, Once again, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska joins us. There's a lot of concern or just curiosity. Maybe that's a better way to put it from the fan base 
on scholarship limits, right? And it always works out. Nebraska is not going to be the first team in the history to uh, to go out there and be over the limit. But I guess how soon do you think roster shakeups will happen and we'll hear about them? Is this a is this a January thing? Is this a March thing? Like how how soon do you anticipate maybe a little bit of, of a larger rush towards the portal or or guys just you know moving on from football? Yeah, maybe maybe after spring ball. Um, you know, like we talk about you know the the eighty five scholarship limit thing gets gets brought up so often. Yeah. I don't know how big of a deal it is, honestly, um, when you're talking about all this stuff because it's it ne- it's never a problem really yeah. because you have to yeah. you have to be at the eighty five limit before the start of the season and um, you just never hear about it being an issue. I mean, it, like never. I mean, so. Um, at, at the end of the day, Nebraska is going to be over the limit right now, but, um, you know, they don't, there's no timeline that they, that they need to, uh, meet the 85 until it's, uh, right before the start of the season. So I, there's plenty of time for things to shake out. They always, they always do. Um, everything kind of even evens itself out as, as we go along, but I'm thinking, um, you know, Nebraska hasn't been overly active, um, in, in transfers coming in or, co- or going out, but maybe I, the, the spring, the spring window um, after after Nebraska's spring game is is over. For I think that's that's where you can see some action. Steve, on to on to hoops here really quickly. Nebraska, how about this? Two losses to to Creighton and Michigan, or excuse me, Minnesota, and then they bounce back with two losses. We talked prior to this four game stretch about hey, you feel pretty good about it if you 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 would get out of there two and two. And here they are. They got out of the four game stretch two and two. You probably didn't see a loss against Minnesota being one of those two losses, but nonetheless, here they are. And they're two and two and nine and two on the year getting projected into the NCAA tournament. And to end the the calendar year here in 2023, it's North Dakota and South Carolina state, two programs that you think uh, and would have confidence that Nebraska is going to, going to be able to beat. And so you're looking towards more than likely an 11 and two record going into the new calendar year. I mean, this is exactly how you kind of drew it up and wanted to start, I think, if you're Fred Hoiberg. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Nick. I mean, when you first got that uh, finalized schedule, you saw that first seven-game stretch. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Huskers possibly like 6-1, and 7-0. Oh. Um, but then, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. That four-game stretch with Creighton, uh, Minnesota, Michigan State, and then Kansas State. I think everybody realistically, if you're like, hey, if if the Huskers can get out of that one, just like splitting mm-hmm. it, like 500 record, like you're you're really happy, and that's exactly what they did. It did not look like it was going to go that way after that second half collapse in Minneapolis. Boy, was that ugly! But um, I think Fred Hoiberg has his team humming right now, and and humming in a way that kind of shows everybody that they're just not going to like. Um, just fade away and, and collapse. I think they showed some real fight against Tom Izzo's Michigan state team um, and, and got a really big momentum building win at home over a really uh, historically tough big 10 program, but then to go on the road in a place that, you know, a non-conference team hasn't won in the Brownledge Coliseum since like yeah. 2006 and then, and then beat Jerome Tang's Wildcats. I mean, that was, and I know they, they shot awful, um, awful, 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 um, Kansas State did not deserve to win that game the way that they shot it in the second half. But uh, just to get those two wins, um, it, it's just I think it speaks to the toughness, the mentally, the mental toughness of this team. And that's that's what Fred Hoiberg, if he wants anything at all, it's a it's a mentally tough and physical basketball team. And they, they didn't look physical. 
against Minnesota, but they sure did turn things around against Michigan State and Kansas State. And you're right. Um, if they if they can get past North Dakota and South Dakota or South Carolina State, they'll be they'll have 11 wins, and then uh, Big Bad Indiana comes to town uh, for a Wednesday night affair in, inside PBA. So that's going to be uh, really interesting and and kind of kick off another tough stretch because after that, I think it's going to be a ranked Wisconsin and then yeah. uh, another Big Bad team in yeah. Purdue coming. So um, yeah, I think uh, Fred Hoiberg has his team in the right mindset right now, and with anything is you know basketball being in the right mindset. That's his most important most important thing well and that's the thing is i i hate looking ahead we do it so much with football and we do it with basketball um but you since you mentioned it i'm gonna do it yeah, uh, we can do that here's the deal 11 and 2 you have an, a home game against indiana obviously you'd rather play them at home rather than going to assembly hall nebraska won at the Kohl center i believe last season and then guess what purdue's number one in the country and you get them at home at an 8 p.m tip-off where you don't have to worry about a late arriving crowd of a 6 p.m game like this is shaping up to be such a fun start to 2024 for Husker men's basketball that it's like you're so cautious as a Husker fan because you don't want to believe it and just get hurt time and time again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's just something that I think is going to be just inevitable for Husker fans is like not wanting to get the hopes up and then just like kind of yeah. having to like sneak by with each of these games. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you feel good about uh, North Dakota. I think you feel good about South Carolina State, obviously, who only has like three wins, I think. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. That Wednesday night game uh, with Indiana, I think it's an 8 p.m. tip. I mean, I, I know I know it's a Wednesday night and everything, but I think Husker fans are going to pack yeah. the PBA and, and it's going to be loud and it's going to be crazy. And then after that, that Wisconsin game, uh, 1 p.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that place is going to be rocking. Uh, and then, uh, obviously Purdue, another 8 PM tip, got, got a lot of 8 PM tips coming up, but I, I'm good. here for it. I'm all right with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, uh, you might, you might miss putting your child down to bed, which might be a problem <laughs> yes, with, the, with the wife, but you know, <laughs> Hey, uh, priorities here, Steve. Okay. Oh, Gosh, darn. dang it. Um, all right, Steve. Hey, I, I guess, um, one more question for you when looking at Husker hoops, we've talked so much about guys stepping up, whether it's Jawan Gary, whether it's rink mass who, and this is not putting it lightly, maybe one of the most impactful transfers to this point in maybe the Big Ten Conference, but it maybe even in college basketball. Um, who we talk about all these guys stepping up to the to the and rising to the occasion. Who needs to still do a little bit more for you? Like who are you looking at to say, all right, after we get to the new calendar year, like eyes need to be we need to be looking towards you a little bit more because we just need a little bit more production from you. Well, uh, the first two, okay, so I, I like what Joan Gary, I mean, he's being a beast right now. I, I like mm-hmm. what he's showing recently. Uh, Bryce Williams is kind of, I think, still finding his role a little bit. I think he's kind of no, understanding that he has maybe that that uh, end of shot clock, like he might yeah. be the guy with the ball in his hands and go make a move, go make a play, go get a bucket. I think he could be potentially that guy. Uh, Casey Tomanaga, I, I think, could maybe be in that, um, wanting to see a little bit more. Now he did some some good non-scoring things at Kansas State, which I really enjoyed watching. He was rebounding the ball. He was he was stealing it. Um, so that was good to see. I, I'm good with rank mass. Everything. He that guy is like playing so many minutes right now. He's averaging like 30 minutes per game. He's he's out there uh, sweating through his jersey in like the first minute of the game. He's just out there working. But if I had to pick like a guy, I, I'd go maybe. Maybe Jamarcus Lawrence or CJ Wilcher just wanting to see a little bit more. And it's tough for Jamarcus. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows he's playing a completely different position. He's probably not built for. Uh, but, you know, 
as well as like maybe CJ Wiltshire, you know, I, he's got, he's got, he's been asked to do several different things in his career. Um, so I can kind of feel for him. He's coming off uh, over over four uh, performance at Kansas state. And that's after 10 points, I think at, at uh, Michigan state. So maybe a little something uh, extra is needed from CJ Welcher off the bench, because if he could, he, if he could come off the bench and be, and make like two or three threes each game, I think that would help out the offense so incredibly much, but he's been very, very streaky his whole career here. Um, and, and is maybe kind of still trying to find his uh, three point stroke this year. But, um, you know, all in all, I think, uh, the, you know, the, the Nebraska has a good team right now. It's got different roles and, and they're starting to gel and kind of get used to playing with each other because they didn't do it a lot in the off season. But I think a lot of them are, are starting to um, settle into their roles. Um, understand them, accept them, and and I think we're showing it pay off right now. Well, Steve, uh, I have a little bit of news for you. Uh, former, oh former, I know. Tell me about this. Da, 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 da. Uh, former Husker <laughs> basketball player Kevin Cross is the AP National Player of the Week. Wow! Hell yeah! That's he, a that's a name that I haven't heard in heard of in a while. Yes. Tulane, right? Yeah, Tulane. He has had consecutive twenty point triple doubles. <laughs> Hell yeah. Kevin Cross, who who averaged yeah. seven points while at Nebraska. He played in 32 games for the Huskers back in 2019 and 2020, averaged seven points, averaged one assist, and three rebounds. That man is going to be in the Tulane Hall of Fame. I remember I remember Cross. Um, he was not shy about shooting basketball at <laughs> no, all. That guy, that guy had so many bricks. Absolutely. I mean, he didn't care if they went in or did not go. I mean, he was, he was one of those. That's that's the one thing I remember about Kevin Cross. He was one of those guys that shot it from the logo and then turned around because he thought it was in like the Nick Young and he just puts the three up in the air (laughs) and it goes off back iron. You know, you know what Kevin Cross is? Kevin Cross is Casey if he doesn't make shots. Because yeah. Casey doesn't see a shot that he doesn't like. Kevin Cross didn't see a shot that he didn't like. He just didn't make them. That is accurate. That's accurate. That's a very good. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good comparison. But also at six foot eight, two hundred and forty pounds. Yes, Kevin is a big boy. <laughs> <It's> a big, <laughs> yes, that's a big fella. So anyway, Steve, hey, appreciate the time as always. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow at the at the signing day press conference. Uh, appreciate you coming on today, changing the schedule a little bit. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. There he is, Steve Mark, inside Nebraska. Uh, good stuff, as always, from Steve on Husker football, Husker hoops. It's always yeah. good to Kevin, get a little Kevin Cross Kevin, news. Kevin Cross, who currently plays for Tulane, um, is averaging 19 points per game, averaging six assists and nine rebounds per game. He's almost averaging a double-double for Tulane uh, out of the American Athletic Conference. Tulane, eight and two. Man's a beast. Tulane is eight and two. Uh, this season, um, they're led. How about this? They're led by a former Georgia State head coach who took Georgia State to the NCAA tournament. Ooh, Ron Hunter. You remember oh. that Ron Hunter took Georgia State to the NCAA tournament back in 2017 and 2018. I can't remember which year they made a run with they his made- son on the team. Yes, right? yes. And uh, then he goes to Tulane in 2019. And he's been at Tulane where he is has or excuse me, where he has a 64 and 59 record, does Ron Hunter, and uh, recruited Kevin Cross out of the transfer portal. Kevin Cross um is now averaging 19 points per game. He is the AP national player of the week after after getting consecutive triple doubles, consecutive 20 point 
triple doubles. I love that for Kevin Cross, the uh, the the senior from Little Rock, Little Rock, Arkansas. Dude's a beast. Yeah, there he is. He is. Oh my gosh, he slimmed up. And by slimmed up, I mean he got more muscular. Yeah, probably. I would imagine. I mean, he was. Look at that guy. He, he had a. He had. Oh my gosh, Kevin. He had a funny running motion as well. When when he would jog back from the logo where he chucked up a three. Yeah, I know you guys aren't going to be able to see this, but if you can, I mean, yeah, he's look he's at big. That. That's a big boy right there. That's huge. All right, let's take a break. Uh, crossover comes next right here. Happy hour, ninety three seven. The ticket. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.